Hello, this is John Mangini, Vice President of Marketing with the New Jersey Bankers Association. Welcome to the New Jersey Banker Podcast. Today, our President and CEO, John E. McWeeny Jr., sits down with John Fitzgerald, President and CEO of Magyar Bank, for a retrospective of the New Jersey and national banking industry over the last 12 to 18 months. Thanks, John. So, John, you just finished up your year as Chairman of New Jersey Bankers. I wonder if you could share your experience, what you took away from that. Sure. Uh, it was truly an honor, first off, and in a, in a, uh, one of the pinnacles of my career to be the chairman of the New Jersey Bankers Association. Uh, what I loved about it, though, was just seeing how different all the banks operate, uh, the, the diversity of thought that the banks have, how they uh, operate, uh, where they think they're going in the future. Uh, it was really enlightening to me. Uh, and it just kind of hit home that we have a robust industry and it's only up from here. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to uh, improve on what we do already, but I know we are just because of the people in this industry and the, and the strength of not only of thought, but just uh, their, their relationship with our community. So. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I always love about getting out and seeing our members, and we were able to do some of that once COVID slowed down a little bit, is just seeing all the different business models and whether it's a large bank or a small bank or a mutual or a stockholder institution, all of our members just do such great work in the community and they all play an important role in the fabric of our economy and our mm -hmm. local communities. So. And it was great to, uh, to hear also uh, the importance of the New Jersey Bankers Association. Uh, everybody that we met, there was some need that they had that the New Jersey Bankers Association fulfilled. Uh, so it's just great to see how relevant our association is and, and how needed it is in the future. Well, thank you for saying that, and, and thank you again for your service as our, our chairman. You're not done yet, though, because we have you on the board for another couple of years. Uh, the past 12 to 18 months, 12 to 24 months, have been a challenging time for, for everyone in our industry and in our society. Uh, what are some of the most unique challenges you faced here at Magyar that you felt our industry faced, and, and how do you think we did? Uh, as an industry, we did spectacularly. Uh, what we did well was we stayed close to our customers, but that meant something different than it did pre-COVID. Uh, a lot more technology, uh, a lot more phone calls, a lot more Zoom calls and meetings and various uh, video meetings. Uh, but we, as an industry and, and as a Magyar Bank, we stayed close to our customers uh, and we met their financial needs, which is what we're here for, and it was very appreciated. Uh, we've developed a lot of strong relationships coming out of the last two years and it was because we were there for them uh, and we met their financial needs so it was it was heartening uh, I couldn't tell you that I thought coming into uh, the pandemic that it would go that way because I was frightened like everybody else where the economy first was going and where our industry was going uh, but we stepped up to the plate as an industry and we did very well yeah, you mentioned uh, brought in a lot of new relationships when I, I came into your headquarters building here today. I chatted with your branch manager downstairs and I asked her how business was and she said they have a, a lot of new business customers and I think a lot of that came about during the pandemic. And, uh, Absolutely, so and it's, it's, it's something that we weren't expecting, um, but something that the face-to-face -face contact or the technology contact that we had with our customers, they appreciated the fact that they could speak to us and we provided solutions to what they needed. We were all scared coming into, uh, into the pandemic, not knowing what was gonna happen, but again, our industry stepped up, so. How has Maggie, our um, 
evolved in terms of your digital experience for your customers? Yeah, uh, we, we thought we had a robust platform before, and again, as a community bank, a, a smaller community bank, we kind of lag some of the bigger banks as far as technology offerings. Uh, but we, we adopted a lot of strong technology, uh, and again, uh, video conferencing, uh, our uh, IT banking, uh, remote capture, almost all our businesses now are on remote capture where they're depositing their checks right from their business without having to come into the bank. Uh, our, our telephone banking, believe it or not, is uh, something that our customers use. Uh, and it's just providing those types of technologies that we're able to, to keep, uh, not only keep our customer base, but we really grew our customer base. So I assume you've seen a dramatic shift in terms of your branch level activity versus online activity? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, I've been in this industry a long time. And 30 years ago, they were talking about the relevancy of branching. Uh, branching is still important, but it's definitely changed. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't see the, or we don't see the foot volume into the branch uh, that we did pre-pandemic and actually pre, say, 10 years ago prior to, to this. But uh, it, it's just customers are dealing with, uh, with us in a different way. And it's only going to uh, continue with the younger generations growing up and being more uh, attuned to uh, digital and, and uh, technology that they'll, they'll be banking that way and we need to adjust to that, so. Yeah, really the pandemic um, helped you guys, uh, help the industry to uh, advance digital banking and, and I think be better positioned to serve these younger generations. As you look back uh, in the last couple of years, is there anything you wish you had done differently? Any lessons learned? Yeah, I, I think, and this is more a general statement, but I think I would provide more uh, support for our people. And when I say that, uh, uh, mental health might not be the way, but we just needed to keep people uh, going during the pandemic. And we could have done a better job worrying about, well, not that we didn't worry about our people, but providing services or, or counseling and various things because the pandemic hit a lot of people a lot of different ways, and we were all very nervous about it. Uh, but we could have done a better job uh, providing some kind of support uh, to our employees in that way. Now, uh, we had support, uh, we gave them support, and we worked with them through, the, through it, but it could have been a lot more robust, I think. And it was just as we we're going through the pandemic, it was difficult to think of everything that we should have been doing because we were just trying to provide the to the needs of our customers, and we did a great job with that, uh, but we needed to do probably a little better job staying in tune with our employees also. Yeah, well again, I think the industry, we all learned a lot about how to deal with our employees and uh, provide for them, and as we go forward, I think uh, we're in a better position to do that as well. Has your business model at Magyar changed in terms of how you uh, work with your employees, the work hours, that type of thing? Uh, well, we're definitely more flexible. Uh, we've been on site for the last two years now, uh, coming out of the pandemic. Uh, so we are uh, we are definitely uh, uh, more in tune to, to to that. So, how how did you uh, fare, and how have you been faring at Magyar in terms of recruiting talent and retaining talent? I mean, we hear that from everybody from all different industries. It's a rough rough uh, question, John. Uh, yeah. It's, it's difficult, uh, and, and we have people uh, leaving us for a lot more money uh, in, in entry-level positions that we just can't, the business model doesn't work for us. Uh, so we have to make it an inviting work environment here, 
and provide support to our employees and when that support means a lot of things it's not only supporting the employee but supporting their families uh, helping out with everything that they have in their life it's really a, a work uh, home balance that we need to make sure that we meet and try to maintain the, our uh, employee base very very difficult on the lower level entry-level positions very difficult uh, because people are just running after the, the larger paycheck uh, when you get into management it's a little easier only because we could provide a lot more to those people and they appreciate the work environment that we do have here so we haven't had a lot of movement within our officer ranks uh, but people uh, on the ground level and up uh, before officer ranks uh, it's been tough to keep that those people engaged in here at Mangier. Yeah, it's both a challenge and an opportunity for our industry, and I think it's something that we recognize we want to do a better job of. And I think New Jersey bankers can play an important role in that process. I know that uh, Mike Afuso and some of his initial conversations with your successor, Chris Marr, uh, one of the things they really want to focus on is promoting banking as a career. And we've all benefited from a long-standing career in banking. We take a lot of pride in it. Uh, there's a lot of good things I think that we can sell about banking to the younger generations who are so sensitive about helping people and helping communities that the bankers do. You know, and Matt, I, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. think I'm sorry. The, I think the biggest piece that you do provide that we uh, access is the, the educational piece that you provide. Uh, as a community bank, we don't really have the ability to uh, uh, handle everything as far as uh, educating our staff, and New Jersey Bankers does a great job providing offerings that we're able to send people out to or uh, to on the computer where uh, we train our people. So that's very, very helpful, and we need to continue that. Yeah, it's very important, and, and I think we've made some great strides over the last few years in terms of our uh, efforts with diversity, equity, and inclusion. As, as you and I were chatting before we started this conversation, uh, we need to do more to promote the careers of women in banking. But we've made progress, but we're still on a path, uh, a journey in both those areas, and it'll make our industry stronger if we can be successful there. I'm wondering what you're hearing from your customers these days about the economy. Uh, you know, inflation is running high. Talk about a potential recession, supply chain issues. Um, what are your customers telling you? Uh, people are worried and again coming out of the pandemic we were all very worried uh, I was very surprised where the economy went and, and where our industry went because we were very strong coming out of that financially uh, very strong uh, but people are worried and, and I think people are convinced that a recession is coming if we're not already in one because it's a lagging we'll find out uh, when they uh, offer up the numbers for that but uh, people are worried uh, and what we're worried about as an industry is we have a very strong deposit base I'm hearing from some of my uh, colleagues though that some of that deposit base is slowly uh, leaving uh, and going other places or being put to use by our small businesses uh, so people are very worried about a recession and it's a very real concern because when when they're thinking that way it tends to uh, lead to some uh, activities that almost push us into a recession so we're keeping an eye on, an eye on that what are you seeing from your customers who borrow money uh, either on the consumer side or the commercial side what kind of loan demand are you experiencing on the uh, on the residential mortgage side it's slowed down uh, rates are, are up uh, obviously uh, stating the obvious there but uh, it, it's definitely slowed down uh, people are looking in even though it's a five percent uh, 30 year mortgage rate which is historically a great rate uh, people just don't understand that because the last 10 years have really spoiled us where we want 
residential mortgage rates in the twos and threes, which is unheard of in our industry. Um, on the commercial side, we're still seeing a lot of activity with commercial real estate in New Jersey in certain sectors, uh, not as much office, uh, but if you have warehouse or flex space, a lot of owner-occupied buildings, we're seeing a lot of commercial real estate activity uh, uh, in, uh, in uh, industrial uh, sections of our community, so it's, it's working out very well with commercial real estate. Now, again, the recession occurs, who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, but the, the, the thing that I'm probably most concerned with are the valuations that we're getting. Their valuations, as far as real estate goes, are very high, and we've been through this before. And uh, what's going to happen if a recession hits as far as the value of those properties? So we're being very conservative with our lending uh, as far as loan to value uh, and debt service coverage. Uh, but there's only so much we could do if a recession hits and there is a downturn in the value of, of real estate. So, Well, I, I like to think that uh, all of our members have put into place good risk management principles and we've learned lessons from the great financial crisis and that we've uh, utilized good underwriting standards. Uh, you know, one of the interesting thing about the real estate market is while the rates are going higher and suppressing demand a little bit, there's still a tremendous shortage of supply. You know, the demographics of people who want to buy a home is there's not enough homes out there on the market for them to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how it advances. And, and hence the apartment uh, yeah. home is happening Contributing now. Contributing to the multifamily yeah. still. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. As people need to live somewhere. Alternative, yeah. Although that's not so affordable either. That's not that affordable, no. Maggie R. recently celebrated its 100-year anniversary. Congratulations to you, Thank and, you and your team and all your predecessors on that. That's quite a milestone achievement. And your bank has an interesting history. Can you talk a little bit about how it's evolved and, and where it's going to go now in the future? Sure. Uh, we started here in New Brunswick making loans to the Hungarian community. The Hungarian community was being imported over uh, from Hungary uh, to work in the factories here in New Brunswick, including uh, Johnson & Johnson. Um, they could not get home loans because they were being discriminated against. So we started, we started, uh, the bank started uh, to make home loans to these people who were being discriminated against. Fast forward 100 years, we're still making home loans. We'll always make home loans. Uh, we make home loans to everybody, including uh, immigrants who we continue to reach out to. It's just a different, uh, 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 different immigrant groups that we're making uh, those home loans. But we make home loans for, to everybody and we're uh, very happy in that industry, which a lot of banks have pulled back from after the uh, recession. Um, we've uh, pivoted and we're much more a commercial bank right now. We're about 50% commercial, providing basically to the needs of our small business community here in central New Jersey, but also all over New Jersey. Uh, with the digital and technology uh, advancements that we have, we're able to bank anybody, anywhere, uh, but we've decided to stay within the bounds of New Jersey uh, doing that. So it's been a, a fun 100 years. Uh, the most important thing I think we do do, though, is we're very engaged with our communities. We're very engaged with the not-for-profits in our communities, and when I say that, it's not only donating money, which a lot of banks do, or a lot of companies do. Banks tend to bear the brunt of that, though. Uh, but we also uh, we also provide uh, staffing for those people. So our our everyone here at Magyar uh, participates somehow in a not-for-profit, either volunteering time or efforts or uh, or their dollars. Uh, and we support a lot of different organizations. Last year, uh, we supported over 100 organizations in our community, which is very important to me and, and to the bank because we are a community bank, and that means a lot to us. 
Yeah, well, thank you for all that you do, and uh, really thank you to all of our members. It's, uh, it's a great sense of pride for any of us that are associated with the banking industry when we see all the wonderful things that banks do. Our industry really stood up big time during the pandemic. Well, we're getting near the end of our time here. I'll just ask you one final question. Uh, next week, uh, we are going to be celebrating uh, the following week, I believe, the uh, graduation of our class of emerging leaders. Uh, they've gone through a fairly intensive leadership training program. And I wonder if you have any uh, suggestions or, uh, or uh, advice for these emerging leaders or anybody that wants to get involved in the banking industry. Uh, sure. Uh it's 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 a great interest industry to be in first off and it's very fulfilling uh, emerging leaders sometimes we talked about the problems with staffing it's not always about the uh, slightly larger paycheck that someone else could pay make sure you're in a spot where you're happy uh, working uh, and your your home and work environment is balanced uh, don't let people take advantage of you as far as uh, getting every ounce of energy out of you uh, when you go home and you don't have anything left uh, but work hard and if you work hard you're gonna succeed in this industry we really need young talent uh, we've been we haven't been good over the last 15 years of bringing young talent into the industry hence we see a lot of uh, older bankers still around and we know most of them uh, we just need to bring some young ta young talent and we need to engage with our uh, universities which I know New Jersey Bankers Association has started to do that uh, we need to continue that and pull some talent out of those uh, universities because we have uh, some great schools here in New Jersey and we need to make banking an exciting career which it could be uh, you have to put some time in though, unfortunately, to, to get there. Well, thanks, John, and thanks again for your service uh, to our industry and to our members as, as chairman this past year. It was a lot of fun working with you. It was, it was great working with you, and it was truly an honor, so thank you. For the New Jersey Banker Podcast, I'm John McQueenie, President and CEO of New Jersey Bankers.